Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my caffeinated, hydrated co-host, Mozzie. Gotta stay hydrated. Yep, and caffeinated. And I'm, caffeinated. I'm probably the more caffeinated one, so uh, it's not at 1.25 times speed, it's just me um, nearly on <laughs> speed. So, Perfect. Yeah, we're gonna dive right into it, though, because we're on a... Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to be more efficient than usual today, so... We uh, we're recording Friday afternoon at 1:25 p.m. Eastern Time for news reference. So if we say a guy and he ends up out, or we think he's out and he ends up in, this is why. So <laughs> leading off, we've got Cleveland at Baltimore, and what I think will be a pretty good game. Um, but the the big thing is no uh, no Wyatt Teller for the Browns. Yep, looks like no Teller, and that I hurt barely know a lot her last week. <laughs> I barely know her. I just met her. Uh, I don't know. I, um, it's a divisional game, so it's probably going to be close. Uh, they're really hard to predict. I do think that Brissett's going to have a tough time. The Baltimore's, like, outside pass rush has definitely gotten better because they got Jason Pierre-Paul and Justin Houston, so they <laughs> have all the old vets flying at you. And Brissett's not particularly mobile. He's not immobile, per se, but... You know, it's kind of like a, I mean, I hate to use it, but sort of a Roethlisberger thing where <laughs> he's not always the easiest to take down, but he's also not going to... You got your burger and your brisket. You, right. Your burger and your brisket. <laughs> oh, brisket burgers are awesome. Ah, oh, gosh, um, yeah. But yeah, hungry. I do think Baltimore's defense is in play here. There's a, I would say there are pretty good odds that they pick off Brissett. Um, and I'm definitely taking Baltimore. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Baltimore too. I'll probably take Cleveland to cover, but I'm not positive. Baltimore is six and a half right now, and the way Baltimore has just had their games go this year, I said I'm picking Baltimore at least for 58 minutes of this game. I don't know about the whole game, but right. I think yeah, I think we'll see the over too of uh, 46. I do. I think barely because if this is like 27-20, that's that's the over. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it goes a whole lot higher than that. Yeah, the uh, the Brown, or sorry, the uh, the Ravens. It looks like they will have uh, Manders. He like missed a little bit of practice, but he was back today, so that's reassuring. Like if he was out, I was gonna be really concerned. And Bateman got some limited practice, so like there's a chance he's back too. Um, yeah, that would be huge. So that that'll help a lot if if they've got I, uh, both of those guys because they they've really, they've actually missed Bateman a good amount. Having Manders back, if Bateman is out then I really think that you could have a Dobbins week. We're in week seven, so it might be a week early. Yeah, I don't have. think he's going to play, for what it's worth. Is he really going to He hasn't practiced all week. Yeah, because he aggravated his knee. That's why we got Kenyon Drake week. I'm oh, so I'm I'm so pissed that, like, okay, it might have happened anyway, but they, they he didn't play the first two weeks, and they brought him back for, like, 40 and 50% snap shares in week three and four. I'm like, you should have just started on the fucking pup and then brought him back right. after because you got – you know, of those two games, one was a loss, one was a win. I'm pretty sure. So, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think getting him back two weeks sooner to play two half games was was important enough to try to push him on that recovery. Yep. So yeah, he is. He has not practiced today. Some of those reports are out for Friday. Yeah, I do think Justice Hill's back though. So you you can't just go plug in Kenyon Drake and like Hill was running over. Like was not like literally running over. He was running the ball. More often than Drake was when they were like, you know, right. he, he was over Drake on the depth chart. So uh, I think it's going to be a split, though, with some Mike Davis sprinkled in. It's going to be kind of shitty. Like the, the run, the run matchups are wonderful because like Cleveland. Yeah, the Baltimore, terrible. they're going to have like 150 rushing yards. It's just um, it's going to be like 70, 70, like, 50. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be stupid. But I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm all aboard Mandrews week here. Personally. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they mm. 
they get crushed kind of middle of the field tight ends and like it's Mandrews like it's that juice it's gonna be wonderful I also think that you could probably play if you need something because there's bye weeks you got Baltimore's defense is probably safe with good upside Mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna be amazing but you know that's probably like an eight point but they could also get picks they could sack Brissett a bunch um and then, of course, Tucker, I think, is always in line at home in a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get t- Tucker is always a play. <laughs> There's a couple kickers like Tucker, <laughs> Bucker when he's in, that kind of stuff. They're just right. always But he often. could be especially in play. Like, like, in terms of, you know, relative to all other kicker scoring this week, I really like him. I can get behind it. Yeah, I mean, good total. Big home favorite. I like it. So, yep. uh, Cleveland's a little tough. Because they have a good run matchup on the back of just them being a great run blocking team. And I think that they'll be a little more okay without Teller this week because they've had the time and they've got like a good line around it. They've got a capable backup, like not a trash guy. But losing losing your lineman in the middle of the week is like, you know, that's the fucking worst. But they've had a week to prepare without him. I think that'll be a little easier on them. But there definitely is downside. Like we saw last week, like there's definitely some downside here for Chubb, I think. But... Yeah, he might not, like, I don't know. He's Chubb. He's yeah, going to always still be play fine. him. He's always in play DFS because his upside. Like, you're never going to bench right. him. But there, there is the single digit downside again this week, I think. Yep. But next up, we've got Tennessee at Indy. I see we're split here. Uh, I've got Tennessee and you've got Indy. I just picked the division split. Oh. <laughs> quite frankly, because Tennessee already won the first one against Indy and so now I'm taking the split here with Indy to win uh it's pretty ballsy though I wouldn't recommend doing that because uh, Mike Rabel I believe is 8-0 off a of bye week that was why I was picking the Titans because they're off the right. bye week yeah um I will say if Shaq uh Shaq Leonard Shaq Darius Leonard misses another week I'm probably just gonna stick with Tennessee um not yeah. because I think he can stop Henry, but because I think he just adds like a really big boost to that defense, which has struggled supremely. Oh yeah, they're terrible without him. He, uh, my God, I, he's been back at practice this week, so right. So I, I do think, think there's we'll a chance, but it, he... it's not for certain. He's missed a lot of time, so like, what's another week if he's not a hundred percent? Yeah, I, I doubt it'd be full snap share. I mean, it could be, but I, 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 don't, I wouldn't expect a full entire snap share. He practiced in full Thursday, so that's a good tidbit to have. Okay. And then, same with Jonathan Taylor. Like, he'll be back, too. And Hines. Like, they're going to be healthier this time around. Well, that's good. Ryan did put together a much better uh, performance last week, which was really nice to see. Um, Alec Pierce is that dude. And dude, I'm he's glad. so good. I fucking love it. I feel like... <laughs> Our preseason rookie analysis was Dude. very good this year. We've gotten better at it. Yeah, some of the like, especially like the guys who were like the obvious. There were the obvious like Brees Hall, Kent Walker, like duh. Right. There duh. was <laughs> like you know some obvious re- like, but even the top receivers like the ordering was kind of important too. Yeah. As far as like getting those like, guys right, and like you, you nailed it with Dotson. Pierce, Dotson, then Alec Pierce, like both the Pierces. Yeah. Good time to be a Pierce, huh? Could roll, roll, roll a double pierce lineup this week, you know? Hey, I'm kind of in favor of that. <laughs> I was doing like uh, what was like so an underdog. They do like two game slates. Well, they do like the Monday Thursday or like Thursday Sunday night or Sunday night Monday night kind of things with the slates. And uh, they, whatever they had it, they had this game, and then they'll have they have the Sunday night game the, or the Thursday and Sunday night game. So you could get both T Hills of Taysom Hill and Tyree Kill. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. The Phil Phil. <laughs> That's a uh, Taysom Tebow Hill for you. <laughs> but I mean, legitimately, isn't Taysom Hill just what Tebow could have been if, like, he was better? Yeah, he's he's like Mormon Tebow, basically. <laughs> like, if Tebow denounced his his exact faith for some extra football skill, mm-hmm. he'd be Taysom Hill. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, see, at this game, um, I I ha- I think it's gonna go over. A little bit. Not so much because, like, I think there's any defensive issues. I just think that the offenses are putting together. We saw Tennessee um, 
their lines kind of mentioned better and Henry's looking like Henry. I think yeah. that they've had a week to prepare like an extra week to like figure out what to do without Burks on offense too. Like it'll get Robert Woods more involved, I believe. And so like big Henry Woods game. And I think we're on uh what Ch- Chiggy watch uh, the, the tight end Okonkwu. That might be easier to say. Um, or better to say, I should say. Um, Chigakwankwo. Yes. So he, his snaps had been increasing. And he's like, okay, to me, he's like clearly their best tight end. I know he's a rookie, yeah. but like Hooper's been fucking awful. We know what Swaim is. Like having this bye week to get your rookie tight end a little more integrated. Because he, he can do both the things. So like they, like they could just have a more efficient offense if they get him more involved so I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen i really think it should happen in my uh pre-draft analysis he was like this amazing blocker who mostly played fullback but they had him listed at 6-1 and then when he got drafted i saw he was 6-3 yeah he's definitely bigger a, than 6-1 <laughs> a pretty significant difference for whatever stat site i was looking at that is pretty egregious uh as a tight end and i was basically like well i love him but i don't know how he's going to be good at 6-1 as a mm-hmm. tight end um so i i mean hooper's not doing shit swaim is a vet but he's nothing you know in- insane speaking of tight ends the colts have some massive tight ends themselves mm-hmm. uh the the big watch for me is that jelani woods snaps have been increasing like each week pretty much like snap share wise so Jelenius prop. <laughs> they they've been like rotating the three pretty like last week it was 35, 38, and 38 percent each. Like there's two tight end sets, but they were like very even last week. So it's gonna it's gonna be annoying for now to like pick one, but it's getting Jelani more involved again was kind of what I wanted to see. Cause he's this game kind of sounds like it might be pretty high scoring. There's Especially with JT back, with Hines back, with Pierce getting more involved, with both teams getting Ricky tight ends more involved, and like I, I, I think the bye week's gonna be kind of huge for Tennessee personally, getting reacclimated after kind of getting back on track. So, yeah, I mean I agree with that, and that's why I said like you, it, whoever's listening, you should take Tennessee, <laughs> but it is divisional, and I'm just gonna concede that. Yeah, I don't. Fuck, I wouldn't. Fuckery may happen. I wouldn't bet my hard-earned dollars on this. No. It's because I don't have any thing to suggest that Tennessee's offense is going to be stifled. And I really don't have much to suggest that Indy's offense will be stifled outside of Tennessee's secondary, perhaps giving uh, Ryan a really tough time. But their run game should also be fairly effective, maybe with extra time to uh, prepare for Taylor. They'll be better off, but I kind of just think both teams can run and run all day. Yeah, I, I don't know how the pace will end up in this game, but I think it'll be an efficient offensive game. Let me pull up my paces here. This one is middle of the pack, slightly below average. If it's middle, like, again, anything that's not really fast or really slow is mostly insignificant. Yeah. that That's anything in the NFL for the most part at this <laughs> point in time. And if it's not extreme, it barely matters. Yep. As, yeah, because there's... As a general raiser. <laughs> there's so much context that goes into the teams they've played mm-hmm. and yeah, there's not a whole lot of games to base that off of like, yeah, the Eagles are running over everybody. The Eagles are playing a lot of bad teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw a bunch of like <laughs> Eagles surprise six and no, like that expect six and no right now. No, but like you shouldn't be surprised that Larry, they're good. <laughs> I mean, when we went through their, we had games, them 12 and five, right? Yeah. We yeah. had them like really high up there so it's... so yeah <laughs> easy schedules help um speaking of easy schedules tampa uh gets the rest of their division and this week they go to carolina so i was i was looking through um how these matchups have gone since brady's been there uh-huh. the so right now the spread has grown to 13 but i'm still gonna take Jesus. tampa to cover because yeah. the <laughs> the smallest margin of victory they've had since Brady's gotten there. And I know the teams have changed, but this Tampa team is largely the same since Brady's gotten there. And Carolina's changed a lot, but they're still bad. Um, For the worse. <laughs> yeah, and so the smallest margin of victory is 14 in, in this matchup. And then I believe it's like an average of like 
let's see, 21.25. Yeah, they win by more than three touchdowns on average. Yep. So Tampa just had a bad loss against a team with a really good pass rush. They're playing a team that cannot rush the passer. Brady is angry, and Carolina just traded CMC and Robbie, mm-hmm. and they've got a head coach that I'm pretty sure it's not working out super well so far. <laughs> so, they're gonna they're gonna have a bad time, and ba- Baker's not gonna be back either. It sounds like so. Nope. It's I, a <laughs> it's a rough time. Um, some Tampa injury news. It's gonna be no Julio, no Cameron Brate. Uh, Make problems with neck, which after he didn't he play last week and then now he's out again. That's kind of concerning. Um, no Akeem Hicks and no Sean Murphy bunting, but offensive wise, good to know that there's no Julio, no Braid. Definitely like Kate Otten can be in play again, which he okay, he was gonna overtake break any Braid anyway, but yeah, he's good. So, yeah, he was one of the top ones from this draft. Yeah, I think this is gonna turn into a pretty good tight end class. Yeah, it's I didn't expect like it. it to happen so soon. Yeah, a lot of them have had to though. Yeah, I um, and like, like I scouted maybe like nine tight ends, and I was kind of thinking like year two you'd start seeing a, a couple of them. Uh, it's been very quick turnaround. Tight end usually doesn't develop this quickly. Yeah, a lot of the like older guys who had been reliable for a bit are like getting out of the league or like falling off heavily, kind of thing. Yeah. So, and like at a certain point, you get these guys who are just crazy athletic, and you're like. We got to get these guys on the field and do something. So, um, yeah, the the total is 39 and a half. And as long as the Panthers get like three, I think the, the, the Bucks can do the rest. That's um, the only reason I'm concerned. I took the under because I was kind of thinking like, oh, this might be like, you know, three to 31. But this could also be three to 41. Yeah, or it'll like, like Tampa might cover that themselves. <laughs> it's not out of their own possibility. Like them getting forty-two is entirely possible. Yeah. And for me, like this is I, listen. I don't like to buy the narratives a ton. Like we like to mention them, but Ta- Tampa's going to be able to score a lot how they want. And you mentioned that last week's outcome. Like this is going to be Brady just dicking on a bad team, like he likes to do. Yep, loves to do that. Yeah, like he did. For several years against the Bills and Jets in that division, yep. who you know, I wish she was still in that division now so we could see him lose to them. Um, <laughs> and then you know, now with the Falcons and not the Saints, the Saints usually beat him. Um, and then the Panthers, like he gets to beat up on these you know other teams. And I, I expect the I'm, I'm going back to the the Brady Evans Godwin stack, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but. Because Carolina's run D hasn't been terrible, has it? It's been it's been middle of the pack. Like, okay. yeah, it's not been like great or bad. It's you know, Fournette will get some of his. Obviously, like he'll get chances. But honestly, like I think Rashad White is in play. If if we do I was about think to say that if Tampa covers thirteen, heavily. Rashad White's gonna be useful. He might be in for most of the second half <laughs> if they're just you know donging them. Yeah, like so, he like they've been. It's been like a sixty forty split, sixty five thirty five kind of split. Anyway, last week it was a lot more Fournette. Rashad only got like twenty two percent last week, but prior to that, like the weeks four and five were like sixty forty. So I, I White probably gets a lot of the fourth quarter, but the the Carolina side though. Nope. Anything? Any interest? No. How many targets do you think DJ Moore gets? Uh, he probably gets like thirteen. <laughs> I was going to say actually catches. <laughs> Tampa's secondary is good. Yeah, I'm like, he's got to get a shitload of targets, but I don't know what's going to come of them. I suppose Sean Murphy bunting being out could help. Yeah, it sounds like they want to get, uh, like with Robbie out there, they want to get Terrace Marshall on the field more. She already was, but I think their OC said they're going to try to get a lot of Terrace Marshall going. Not that I want to play him this week, but it might be a preemptive ad or like, you know, if you'd sour on the dynasty, hold on a little bit because he's going to get a chance now. But maybe we'll see uh, Tommy Tremble do something. Mm. My man Tommy. I know he's better than Ian Thomas. <laughs> Come on, guys. I I, I believe that too. <laughs> man, fucking Panthers, man. It's rough. It's rough. No, 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 no. Panthers have upside, by the way. And like, oh, no, it's bad. Not this week, and I don't know about the rest of the year either. But like. 
Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, like, I'm not sure. Because, like, they already said, I think it's going to be a hot hand split. Yeah. And, like, this offense is very hot, steaming, left out in <laughs> 100-degree sun garbage, shriveling up like a raisin-ass trash bag. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But we've got Cincy hosting Atlanta in our next game. This is going to be a good one. I think Cincy wins. I I have to continue to take Atlanta to cover. <laughs> it's it's I, six and a half yeah. right now. I originally had them to cover, but I do think this might be the first week they don't. Just not like badly. I think it's one of their widest margins of losses. Just like 31-23 Cincy is kind of where I'm leaving. Um, that's fair. And primarily that's because I think Cincy's good at stopping the run. That's kind of been a strong focus point. Their defense has been pretty underrated. So I, if they shut down Atlanta's run game, then uh, they can sort of force Mariota to have to throw. And it that's not where you want to be. <laughs> that becomes a problem. Right. It's not, like, horrific. I still think they put up points because, get you know, I can trust Pitts and London to come down with any 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. It's just the efficiency of the run game not being there. I think I'm taking Cincy to win by, like, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Atlanta, by the way, Casey Hayward got put on IR. So that's a big blow. Yeah, I was looking through because I, I knew their quarters were kind of banged up. Um, it looks like AJ Terrell will be good to go. But, you know, Hayward's a big, big kick in the dick. Um, yeah. Seems like T. Higgins good to go. Uh, Zach Taylor, like, just said Jamar Chase is going to play. So they're good to go. But one thing we know with Atlanta, how they allow the receiving fantasy points. It's like Hurst or Boyd. We talk about like the tight ends in the slot a lot with Atlanta. Like obviously the run game too, but like that's just part of their defense. But that, that middle of the field has been killing them as well. It's it's been a weak point for them. Uh, so yeah, I like Hurst this week. I suppose I could put that in here. Um, but it's tough when since he has so many weapons for me to say like exactly who i think is gonna get it like, yeah Jamar's gonna get his higgins is healthy and terrell is probably on chase for a lot of it so higgins might be open more and higgins was doing really well when he was healthy and it looks like he is mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing it's like the guys in the middle should do well but like when you have t and chase on the outside i, I can't say they're not gonna do well it's it's right <laughs> it's tough um do you have any interest in Nixon though like atlanta's Atlanta's defense has been pretty not amazing. It's been it's been not as trash as I expected. But right. On a, on a it's somewhat on a totals basis because like teams haven't like pushed against them too much, but like you could run on them pretty fine. You can hit them in the middle of the field. Like their corner is like they have they've had two good corners, but now with one of them out, that puts a big damper on it. I really want Mixon to have a good game. Because I want him to start getting a little more focus from the offense. Like, since he got this whole new O-line, and they hadn't had one before, so it's kind of understandable why Mixon was really up and down. But now that they have an O-line, and the league is, you know, changing with their defensive coverages, like, Zach Taylor needs to start getting Mixon involved more. So I want to see him have a high-volume game. Um, I ultimately think it's going to be more of Burrow in the passing game, but I do like Mixon. Yeah, speaking of that line, the uh, when I do my pressure matchups and stuff, one of the uh, best ones this week is actually uh, Cincy with Atlanta, because Atlanta gets no pressure. <laughs> um, Cincy's going to have time. And actually, yeah. so Tampa's third best, because their line's good, and their line's been performing pretty well, even with the injuries, but Carolina also gets not much pressure. But Atlanta literally gets like, no, I think they're worse in the league. I can double check. But Burrow's going to have time. Right. And that's a scary proposition. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know what Burrow and Chase and Higgins, like, we know what this offense does when Burrow fucking has time. So, right. guess who? Yeah. Uh, guess which team? So, Falcons are worst. Guess which team is second worst in the league at getting pressure? Um,. Washington? <laughs> no, it is also in the NFC, though. I'll give you uh, one more guess before I spoil it. I don't know. Is it the Eagles? It is the Rams. Oh, I was thinking NFC East. 
Oh, sorry. No, specifically. Yeah. The, no, just the yeah, NFC in general. Yeah, the Rams The Rams have been not getting much pressure, which is pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's been bad <laughs> this year. Like, really bad. Man, the Rams, dude. Fucking Rams. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, since he said we kind of talked through it a little bit, it's hard to pinpoint one. Atlanta side, do you have any leans on Chase or Pitts? It's not Chase, but uh, London or Pitts? I do think Pitts should be good this week i i know it's been contentious but uh since he outside of like hendrickson they're not a huge pass rush team they're mostly just kind of like stout and clog up the line and make it hard to run and then they if you hold on to it too long you will get pressure but i could see pitts doing all right yeah Um, since he doesn't blitz a lot right so I do think Pitts is probably fine, but like I don't think he's going to be much better than Hurst this week. And I'm sure if you're doing some kind of DFS, Pitts will be a lot more expensive than Hayden Hurst would be. Yeah, I know Hurst. I don't remember what Pitts was. But I know Hurst was like 3,500 on DraftKings. I remember looking at him versus Boyd when I was thinking about the middle of the field for against right. Atlanta. And this is a tough one because like I'm trying to think of how like Atlanta scores, and I would guess like it's going to be a Wuzier. And Co working on Drake London. I'm, I guess, are they gonna do like Bates on Pitts, or it's probably gonna be linebackers, and they might put a corner on if they like if Pitts is doing well in the first half, they're gonna put a corner on him. I like Mike Hilton. I think Pitts is kind of a mismatch for this defense. The more I think through it, like. Oh, I do too. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I still I mean, like Pitts. He's a mismatch for every defensive, of course, but like, <laughs> you know, because like Logan Wilson's job, like, I, how many how many tackles is Logan Wilson going to fucking have this week? Like, <laughs> with how much Atlanta yeah, runs? They just ruled him out 30 minutes Oh, ago. did they rule him out? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, uh. That's actually kind of huge. Yeah, it is. Because he was like, Atlanta runs a ton and he was going to be a big factor in um stopping Mariota running, so. I didn't see that. Oh, man, that's a big one. I'm still going to take Cincy, but that's yeah, going to make Atlanta's life a lot I easier. Am, I am still going to take Cincy because I have a, I, like, I don't think that Burrow's going to have a, you know, a tough day, really. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, but Cincy covering, I'm still on it for now, but if it goes, you know, if that spread increases, then I might be off of it. Six and a half is okay for me, but if it hits seven, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize he was out. That's that's important. The, 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 picking a running back is kind of tough, though. With the, the Atlanta's armor, because they've been splitting it so much. Yeah. It's like a shot in the dark. Atlanta's been very fine for real life, but really annoying for fantasy. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, as much as we think they could, like, keep up, they are... Not, I'm not going to say, like, the Patriots, but, like, you know, a good team that, like, is such a fucking piss-off for fantasy. Anyway. You know what's interesting? Um, last thing I guess is if they do put Hilton on Pitts, which I think putting a good corner on the tight end has yeah has been effective just in pass breakups, so that might not be bad. But that could leave Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, on Eli Apple. Slot. Yeah. Or is is Eli Apple going in the slot, or who's their slot anyway? Um, their slot is Mike Hilton. Gotcha. And then you have Eli and uh, Chidobi on the outside. Yeah, because I remember, like, it started with, like, Gronk, where teams are, like, and sort of Kelsey, where teams would put, like, Ramsey and shit on those big guys. I think Ramsey and Matthew on Gronk was, like, where it started with doing that kind of thing. We're putting, like, your big secondary guy on a good tight end. Like, the assumption, I think, is you put, you know, Chidobi and one of the safeties on the London matchup. And then mm-hmm. you put Mike Hilton in the slot there for Pitt's pass breakups. And then you have Eli Apples kind of on his own with whoever the two, the number two wide receiver would be, which I guess could be Olamide, could be Demir Bird. Who, I'm trying, I don't, like, would they put Mike, because like, Hilton was what, five, ten, five, nine? Yeah. Is, are they, are they going to put him on Pitt's? 
they could. <laughs> like, they might. Like, that's the thing. But I'm trying to think. He's been very good in the slot. So that middle of the field, like, it makes sense to me that they would have him what? trying to interrupt Pitts there. I don't know if this would make sense personnel-wise, but, like, what if right. they throw out Daxton Hill to guard Pitts? They could. <laughs> I like. I'm do a three we're, we're thinking of these bonkers things for how they might <laughs> cover pits. I think this just means like pits should have his opportunities. Yeah. But anyway, next up we've got Detroit at Dallas, and this one for me was purely hinging on if Dak would be back, and it seems like he is. Uh, yesterday, uh, he told reporters he's gonna play and start. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, Dak is back, but yeah. so is Amon Ra and Swift. Um, which is big. I do think... How's their O-line? That's the big thing for me, is Detroit's O-line health. It's healthier. Okay. It's, yeah, they're getting a couple people back. They're still missing their right guard, but everyone else, I think, is going to be playing. Um, and to me, that's why I'm having a little trouble picking this one. I'm leaning Dallas. Yeah, uh, I my heart wants to pick Detroit. And, like, they're off the bye, too. And they've got all, like, they've got Amra back. He, like, which... I think like the couple of games before the bye kind of showed how important he is. Yeah, that, like it's but, tough. Like that Lions play action attack could be really effective because I don't know. Like Dallas's best feature of their defense is their pass rush, and if Detroit can withstand that, if like if their O line can hold up all right, then like their offense should also be fine. They've been averaging like 400 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't know. I I think I'm taking Detroit to at least cover. Yeah, same. And then We've the got over a, under. It's at 49 now. 49. Yeah, that that, I think they're recognizing what we were about to say, which is that they might both have like fairly effective offenses, especially since Detroit's defense is just bad. Yeah, this is a wonderful pace game, too. Uh, both these teams are top six in neutral pace. Um, and as far as like plus or minus six pace, Detroit's six, Dallas is 12th. And then they both have fast total paces, obviously Detroit for, you know, <laughs> reasons of comebacks, but this game super projects to be, um, a good pace game. And they also both have great run matchups. Oh yeah. So, um, I believe, let me sort it again. I think they're both top five, um, top six. Yeah. They're both in the top six this week on the run matchups. So like it was, it always cracks me up when I look at the run matchups and there's like a game where they're both at the top. Like Baltimore and Cleveland were both top five in the run matchups, but obviously Cleveland right. didn't take into account Teller being out. But I think they'll still be able to run some. And then like this one, we've got both the teams of the efficient run games, and so that actually brings me to the Zeke and Pollard thing. There's a lot of guys I would start both of them over this week. Like I would. I don't know where I'd rank them. Like I was so in, in our dynasty league, I've got them both, and like I'm glad because I won't have Jeff Wilson or um, <laughs> um, Dobbins this week. So it's a little tough, but I guess let's let's start, let's maybe figure out the line for them. Do, okay, do you have a preference on either of them, or is it kind of even I, for you between Zeke and Pollard specifically? Yeah. I, the thing with Zeke is I do feel like he has a ceiling and that ceiling is around like 20 points because he might get 14 touches for, you know, 80 yards and touchdown. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have Pollard who gets less touches, but is more explosive. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think both are in play though. Like I think they both probably find the end zone and they both get good yardage is one cheaper. Um, both, not too far apart yeah i'll have to look at that i haven't looked at the, the their prices yet i was just thinking in terms of like season long most people probably don't have both but they're, they're both in good matchups this like in a it's in a good matchup specifically this week yeah like detroit gives it up on the ground so zeke is 300 more on DraftKings, and on a ppr side like DraftKings, i think pollard might be a little more appealing honestly right but Dak being back though for me um the biggest beneficiary from that is Dalton Schultz to me. Is he back this week? Yeah. And uh, Cooper Rush, like, did not give that man the ball ever. <laughs> no, he didn't. So, although it was only, like, one game, but... He did throw it to Jake Ferguson, though. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's true, yeah. But 
Schultz is uh, Dalton's guy. Or sorry, Schultz is Dak's guy. Sorry, Dak and Dalton. Dak and Dalton. Do we think Dak has a good game? I'm a little nervous just because when Russ had it like that thumb injury and came back, he looked awful. The that was week. my hesitation on the way back. I'm like, do I want to take Dak right off the injury? And I don't know if he's like a hundred percent or if that's going to affect him or if they're just simply going to ha- run and not need to throw. That's a big part of it too. Um, I ultimately, I think I'm leaning like Detroit's defense is real is really bad. So bad that yeah. So he should be fine. I don't know if I would start him in like DFS, but I think if you were waiting for him to come back in like your normal fantasy lineups, I think you'd be fine with him. Who do you think scores more this week, uh, fantasy wise, Goff or Dak? Um, I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. Goff, Goff is gonna throw more yards, I think. But yeah, I think I lean Goff just because he might have to throw more. Yeah, and they do have the benefit of the bye week and Amon Ra being back. Mm-hmm. But it's close, I think. Though the the big issue is like the potential goof. The potential goof. Yeah, I mean, if Dallas decides to dial it up and start blitzing, that's going to be a problem. Um, yeah. They don't really <laughs> blitz a whole lot, but they do with their corners, especially in like the third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I really like this game. It should be fun. Detroit and Dallas have a pretty good rivalry where they've both beaten each other in key moments in their respective histories, especially the playoffs. Thanksgiving matchups too. Yeah. So, yeah, this one for now I'm leading Dallas, but it's it's a it's a tough one. We've got Detroit covering, but uh, next up we've got one. I think we can probably get through kind of quickly. Uh, Green Bay at Washington. We both have Green Bay. Yep. Uh, right now the total is uh, forty-one and a half. Green Bay is favored by four and a half. I think oh, they can wow, cover that. Down. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was uh, five and a half, not down to four and a half. So I think I think yeah. Green Bay can cover that. Yeah, I was taking five and a half. Washington to cover that four and a half. I think I'm going to keep with green Bay. Yeah. I think I'll pick over four to one and a half though. That's pretty low. If Dotson is back, that helps because that keeps the defense honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if he doesn't get a whole lot of targets, it just keeps the defense back there. Yeah. He's he's questionable right now. So the Diami's out. Logan Thomas is out. Is he out? Yeah. William Jackson's out. Although, you know, it's not like green Bay is going to be able to pass. Yeah. <laughs> now they'll try to pass because they never want to fucking run the ball. Thankfully, Washington is getting their right tackle back, Cosme, so that helps. Um, we did just see the Jets run all over the Packers, so I could see Brian a pretty, Robinson. <laughs> a pretty run-heavy game with Robinson and even Gibson, who for, for some reason they hate, uh, but he's really good. So I, I do think Washington's able to run. And Heineke always plays better when he's coming off the bench, so he can escape pressure that Carson Wentz does not, which helps, because Wentz just holds onto it and tries to evade in the pocket until he's back 15 yards and sacked, whereas Heineke takes it to the edge and, you know, gets first downs with his feet. Uh, Do you think he'll hyper target uh, McLaurin? I think there is a strong possibility, yes. I mean... I would if I were, <laughs> but no, I think we're gonna get a lot of Brian Robinson. Like he's, I, I hadn't really thought about him much because like they were playing in the, in the, uh, like Thursday game or whatever. But he's in a great spot, and he's yeah, it a guy. is at home, which you know Washington Stadium sucks. So Green Bay might not be used to that. <laughs> I do think there's a chance this game just sucks and Green Bay just wins like fourteen to twenty three or something. Yeah, this is a game that, for the most part, I want very little part of, unless yeah. I like have to in season log. But as far as DFS goes, it's probably just a full stay away. Yep. Let me look how much Brian Robinson is though. He is fifty five hundred, so maybe. But you've also got uh, Kenneth Walker fifty eight hundred, so probably not. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, we've got another probably not game of the Giants at Jacksonville. How are you feeling here? I actually think this is a way better game than I originally would have predicted going into the <laughs> season. Both Peterson and Dayball are are in my, you know, coaches that know what the fuck they're doing tier. Um, they've both predicted or, 
you know, at least made sure that they had a balanced offense with a good run scheme, uh, which we know now to be pretty <laughs> this season. So I kind of think both Barkley and Robinson should get used a lot, but I do think that there is a big difference uh, between their personnel because if it's all a rushing attack to start and both teams try to clamp down on the run game, I'm taking the air offense of the Jags over the air offense of the Giants. Yeah, that's fair. So I do think it's a very close game for most of it, but at the end there, third and fourth quarter, you're going to start seeing Jacksonville throw it a lot more. And I got to say, I think that that gives them the edge for me just in you know, maybe winning by three. I don't think they win by, you know, anything much more than that. Um, but I don't really want to put the shoulders of the, you know, like, I don't want to put the game yeah. on Daniel Jones's shoulders. If, if they shut down the run and he's forced to throw it with that receiving core and Daniel Jones being Daniel Jones... I have some some worries here. <laughs> yeah, and I also uh... think it's very NFL like for the Giants to beat the Ravens and then lose to the Jags. <laughs> I will I will say uh before this game happens, right now Dable is my coach of the year candidate. I know Sirianni is undefeated, but they should be good. The Giants were not supposed to be any good. <laughs> right. So yeah, I uh, I will say for the Giants, so, so they got Wandale Robinson back, and it seems like Tony's still out. Uh, I don't think Galladay's going to play. So, like, I, he got, like, a fourth to snaps last week, uh, Wandale did. And, like, I think they're going to ramp him up pretty quickly. Um, I'm expecting, well, one, I'm expecting Slayton to start playing a little less because he might be a trade option. Like they're they're keeping Wandale. Like they're he's not getting traded, obviously, but like Slayton they've said could be a trade option. I don't think they give a shit about Galladay anymore, but like he right. he and Tony are probably not gonna play anyway. So like Wanda like I think Rondo Robinson probably gets up to half the snaps this week, maybe past that. Like there's no reason for him not to play as much as he possibly can. So I think he's like he's usable this week on the like I think more so PPR wise on the basis of like they're going to try to get him the ball a lot. I like that. I didn't know he was back this week. Yeah, he came back last week, got four targets, uh, took one up for a touchdown. I think it was like a blown coverage, but they're like they're scheming him the ball. So, um, but yeah, no, and I agree. fast and good. Yeah, I agree though with Jacksonville. Like, they'll probably pull this one out because, like you said, they've, they've it got... It is in Jacksonville. I think Dable's a great coach, but I also think Peterson is a good coach too. Yeah, they've got more talent. Too. And speaking of that talent, ETN has outsnapped uh, Robinson each of the last three weeks, and he's also now been out touching and outperforming. So let's go. Her, I think James Robinson got one more touch last week, but it's still fairly balanced. But ETN's doing more. Yeah, ETN is touches. Yeah, he he he's it's becoming apparent he's a better player. He's he's not gonna like overtake the backfield fully. Like, he's probably capped at, like, 60% of the snaps, but... Yeah, because Robinson's good. Yeah. And you can use him on those downs where you need to run someone into the line just to get a few yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just officially got Tony and Galladay out, so... Good at that confirmation, but... Yeah, this is a... This will be... <laughs> 43 is probably about right, so... Not super stoked about this game from, like, a, like, fantasy perspective, but, like, real life, this is going to be surprisingly interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a chess match between two coaches that know what they're doing. So it definitely won't be in prime time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We finally broke that curse uh, yesterday, at least. Thank um, God. But on to the 4 p.m. window. We've got Houston at the Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders. I'm taking the over on the 45 and a half. It might be higher by now because, you know, people probably cut on these bad defense. Yeah, it's on 46. I'll probably still take the over. Uh Raiders minus seven seems right. Yep. I can't. I'm right on yeah. minus seven. That's a touchdown win. Mm-hmm. That's 23-30. I think, I think the hope is that like they cover by eight with Houston trying to get a two-point at the end and missing it. Something like that. <laughs> That's like your best bet. Um, yeah, if 
jo okay, Josh Jacobs is like the smash play lock, whatever, like barring injury, probably surest thing of the week here to me. Like best run matchup. Um, the Raiders are the best in adjusted line yards. Houston's bottom 10. Like they've been getting gashed on the ground. Like it's, it's super obvious they're bad at running. Vegas has been performing better while they've been running better. They finally stopped trying to pass a shitload with Carr behind a not great O-line. Like, I think every year we mention that it's easier for a bad O-line to run block than it is to pass block. Yeah, and for so, the most part. Fucking Gruden bastardized this O-line to hell. So now they've got to rebuild and run block, and that's good. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like Waller's pretty iffy. Oh, I um, really liked him if he was playing. Yeah, the the latest thing they said was they were hopeful, but he hasn't practiced yet. I don't, we don't have a Friday report yet because, you know, West Coast. But it's Hammy. I don't think he's going to play, but he might. They did have a bye week. Um, Don't know about Renfro. He came up on the injury report. so He's had a rough season. Yeah. Injuries. I think they've said... So, but Daniel said they're hopeful about both of them. I buy it more on Renfro, but I don't think Waller's gonna play. I've got, I've got, I've got a Foster Moreau ready in case. Yep. Mm -hmm. The tight end matchup in this is juicy. Houston's pressure rates are pretty bad. Um, they've got great, you know, Petrie and uh, what's his name, Stingley, are doing well there. Steven Nelson, but their linebackers stink. So yeah. that middle of the field is just like Jacobs and Waller. If he was full go, he would be like my banger of the week. Both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like and Devontae's Devontae, like the corners are going to eventually not be able to keep up with them all game, but Well, yeah, there's very few corners that can keep up with Devontae. Yeah, very true. I don't know if there are any who can keep up with him, to per be se. Honest, that, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if any can. Who, who can do the best job at not getting burnt to toast on a regular basis is more of what it is. Um, I will say with Jacobs, he... DFS angle, surprise, surprise. He's gonna be, like, the chalk chalk this week, but I'm... Might a, be a necessary chalk. Yeah, my... So listen, I, I, as much as anyone, love to get contrary and get weird, this, this, that, but I'm gonna take the really good matchup and really good price and be like if this is why i lose okay but i'm gonna eat the chalk there and get different elsewhere um nom, nom. yeah so houston side though um pierce the, Ra the raiders run defense is not much better <laughs> yep i was gonna say like jacobs is definitely running back banger but on the flip side uh pierce, pierce is that dude game too. too yeah he's that dude they're kind of similar like players. They actually are pretty similar, yeah. Pierce is a little bit thicker, um, but they both... I, I would say they're almost like the same speed. Yeah, they both break tackle super well and are kind of like... Sort of like the one-speed archetype type of guys. They're like very very rumbly-bumbly. Yeah, Pierce is kind way. of in between Javante and uh, Jacob. Yeah, which is a great place to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're even on that spectrum, that's great to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would feel very safe if I, were st if I were in between Jacobs and Javante as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walking down in a, you know, dark, scary alley at night. That would have to be a wide two. alley, but yeah. <laughs> very. And are, are there are there Mo Cox in the alley? Or? <laughs> Mo Cox in this alley. Um, yeah, so obviously Pierce. Any interest of, like, Cooks or Nico or anybody or... Nico's on the like regression list, but I don't know when that's gonna hit. <laughs> like I don't know, he, he might be on the list a lot this year. Uh, is isn't Amik Robertson pretty bad? Um, I think he's been doing well this year. He he's he's very up and down. I can look at his stats for this year, but I believe he's been doing well this year. He he uh he's turned it around in the game against Judy. Did that fucking Twitter thing, but no, he's he's played really well, like since then, in my opinion. Um, Hobbs is good. Rocky since been garbage though. Uh yeah, yeah, that was he, I, that was a cap trade. Yeah, yeah, Rocky since been so bad. He, I think Yasin could maybe be fine as like the second corner to a good corner, but as the main guy, it's pretty rough. So I mean, I I think Cooks is probably fine. 
I, I have a little worry about Mills being able to stay up. I do think that the Vegas pass rush after the bye week at home might get after him pretty well. Yeah, probably. I hope so. As a Ra- <laughs> Again, if the Raiders do not win this, I will be fucking livid. So, yeah, that's when you can, McDan. Yeah, th- this, this game also might be, like, pace-wise, kind of rough. Uh, yeah. Both teams are going to probably run pretty heavily. So. That's why I was kind of torn on the over-under. Yeah, I I think the Raiders will put up a lot of points, I believe. I think they hit 30. I'm wondering what Houston does. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say 28 out of the Raiders, probably at least, yeah. Right, so if it's 28 to 18, that would be your 46. Mm-hmm. But I do think that 20 out of the Texans is realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this could be, you know, 20 to 30 Raiders. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah. Pierce will get a big run at some point. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. It's um, too good. Yeah. So next up, we've got your Jets at Denver. We're both taking the Jets in an upset, hilariously. Denver's favored by one right now. I am a little nervous about this game just because it's in Denver. Uh huh. When you go to Denver. Bad things happen, and... Also no Elijah Moore this week now. Yep, and that's actually kind of important to me, because Corey Davis probably would have drawn Sertan, and Moore would have been on the backup corner on the outside. It would have probably been a good matchup for him, um, which is a little bit concerning, because Sertan is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that when he was drafted. <laughs> it, it, it's continued to He's be that He's been amazing. Way. Yeah. Um... Denver's defense is very good, and that gives me concerns that they're going to drag the Jets down into their misery uh, and make this an ugly game. Do you think the Jets could win ugly? I do, and if the Jets' defense wasn't also playing pretty well, I would be taking Denver here, but I realistically don't think Denver's offense is gonna do a whole lot today or sorry sunday i just uh if denver's gonna win it's because they finally started using their running backs which they haven't done the entire fucking year and quite frankly at this point i don't really expect them to but like that's what they need to do because russ is playing like shit and all of the teams in the league are adjusted for the pass (laughs) yeah so like Get Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray and them involved, and you're going to start having a better offense. Who knew? <laughs> I will say, Dolce Truth looked really good to me. The, Russ missed him wide open like twice, just like sitting there when he got fucking sacked or some shit too. Right. But uh, where this really comes down for me is um, Sala is better than Hackett mm. by a lot, I, I assume. In my opinion. I'll take that. So, and, an, I, and I love that they're going in as underdogs. I really like that because that keeps the team pretty motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Elijah Moore does worry me. Even if he doesn't get, like, production, having another good player on the field always fucking helps. But Yeah, I think that's the quiet thing that isn't being talked about with Elijah Moore is that even if he's not getting a ton of targets, he is still very dangerous and teams have to compensate for that. Mm-hmm. So... This will be a pretty gross game. I don't know where I stand on the total, though. The fu- I, I, could, yeah, <laughs> I, I think go I'm going with the under. <laughs> it's so rough. Oh, my gosh. I'll just tie. Um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Please, no. Kansas City at San Fran. Uh, the big news, obviously, San Fran getting McCaffrey. TBD on if he plays this week. Uh, right now, they said he has a pretty good chance to play, but... I think it'll be a thing where he's in like a little bit and probably at the goal line, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I've learned to not trust a word Shani says, so I think McCaffrey's going to play and he's going to get a good amount of touches. He might not get all of them, but I, Shani is so full of shit when he talks to the media <laughs> that I, I don't trust it. And they're going to need him if they want to win this game. Yeah, he I does. Say, like, I say he does only have like Friday and Saturday to get ready. Right, and that's the thing is, <laughs> Shanahan does like to put in people that know his offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, McCaffrey, 
He's a uh, nose-in-the-playbook kind of guy. He might get caught up to speed really fast. This is a guy who went to Stanford. <laughs> Why was that relevant in that tweet? They want you to know he's smart. Right. And white. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> Right. He's white and smart and good at football. <laughs> what a grinder. Um, so we're both taking Kansas City, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City off a home loss. Um, yeah. Uh, San Fran's dealing with a lot of injuries, which is making it very difficult to predict who I like because I don't know who's going to be in for the Niners. Like, I think, is Bosa going to be back? I think Jimmy Ward will be back. Uh, Trent Williams might be back. Like, Bosa, Abukam, like, Williams, Ward all got in limited Thursday practice because we don't have the Friday news yet. Um, I don't think we have Armstead, Hufanga, or Ward, but... Because they did not practice, and Hufanga was concussion, so like I'm guessing he sits. But yeah, no wards. Like you're still missing some secondary, and the no Hufanga, who's been awesome this year at safety. So right, I I do think we could have a tight end game. Did we finally get the Kittle game? <laughs> like it could be the Kittle and Kelsey week. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, we got a tight end too. To be fair, one isn't it a Kelsey week, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if he has to block Bosa, then that might hurt him a little bit, but. Kansas City's pretty creative at getting Kelsey involved. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, if anything, I could see more like two tied in with like Noah Gray and shit. Right. Because he's, he's been a solid blocker. That's probably like, because, okay. The FVS contract, could we say that was pretty bad? Can we say that was yeah. bad now? Yeah. He's not like, he's not that, like, he's fine. But if they if they went and got Elijah Moore, he'd instantly be way better oh than FVS. Oh my God. That would be nuts. Getting him either with Mahomes or with honestly Aaron Rodgers, like I think he'd be a great match for Aaron Rodgers, honestly. But yeah, he would be. That was the first team I thought of. Like I think he makes more sense than Claypool there personally, but I do too. Like Claypool, like they'd both help. <laughs> Claypool would be nice on you know being a big target for him to hit. Elijah Moore would be very deadly. Rodgers is probably like, can we get Chase Claypool? And Green Bay's like, we've got Claypool at home, and then they point to Christian Watson. <laughs> um but yeah anyway for me like this whole game is uh in play i'm like i'm going back to the kansas city stack this week i like it i like it just with san fran banged up and like san fran will keep up too i think yeah i mean they have the players that all the you know garoppolo has to do is not get sacked and get the ball to kittle debo now mccaffrey or deep to iuke and like they've got a really dangerous weapon core of people you don't really know what position they're playing <laughs> i was telling my friend that i'm like we have a running back who can play wide receiver a wide receiver who can play running back and a tight end who can play left tackle but also <laughs> fullback or wide receiver <laughs> the 49ers are versatile this is yes. this game is going to be a f- we're going to see some fun shit in this game between reed and shanty i think oh yeah i think this will be a really fun game to watch mm-hmm. but I'll be watching the Raiders in this in this window too, but this game will definitely probably be the most entertaining one. Although I think the next game on the docket with Seattle and the Chargers will be pretty interesting itself. I do too. I had trouble taking the Chargers, but I did. <laughs> the I, I I don't know if Keenan Allen's gonna be back. I, they need him back desperately. They really do. Is his his is a hamstring, right? Yeah, it's been it's been the hammy. Ugh. He's been getting some limited work in this week. I. I think they hold him out one more week, probably, is my guess. Um, they also, uh, Palmer and Parham are both working back from concussion protocol, so they may be kind of shorthanded here. Which leads me to the guy I was going to mention anyway, but, because, okay, we talk about extremes, especially with tight end stuff, but tight ends against Seattle is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We knew it was going to be before the year, too. We fucking said it. And yep. then it's been a thing this year. And now Everett is probably going to be literally Mike Williams and Gerald Everett. Obviously an Eckler too, but like, yeah, Everett's going to get a good amount of like Everett, having Everett in my leagues is the reason I didn't go pick up Juwan in, in one or two of my leagues to play this week. Because I'm like, I've got Everett against fucking Seattle. Like, he I, he's a smash for me this week. Like, tie, like, obviously you've got your main tight ends, but outside of like Kelsey, Mandrews, like, I think Everett is definitely up there like i don't know if i'll score kittle but like everest definitely got a shot to be like number three this week i think 
you're right on the money with that. He makes a lot of sense. It's technically a revenge game. Ooh, yeah, forgot about that. And uh, they're down a lot of targets against a team that's bad against tight ends. It's almost like a almost uh, like a nearly perfect situation for Everett to be in play here. It is, yeah. Then that, that's that's what led me to Jawad Howard. Or sorry, Jawad Howard. <laughs> <John> Howard. <laughs> fucking talking about like, the fucking. Fab five. Um, no, that's what I made to Jawan Johnson last night. Also, Jawan Johnson has a fucking massive butt. By the way, <laughs> I was like, I when I was looking for him on the field, I'm like, I just gotta look for the caked up giant dude running these routes because he 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 stood like he would always be like next to the line, but like back like back like you know a, a person like basically, and then like sticking his butt way out. I'm like, that's Jawan, man. He fell up. out of a 10-story window and landed right on his ass. Oh, my God. Is he okay? Yeah, I said he landed on his ass. <laughs> but he got that dumpy. <laughs> that dumpy, dumpy. <laughs> yeah, but this uh, <laughs> there's a lot of big dumpies in this game between him and Walker, you know, um, who I Which think I we think is. Yeah. Apparently met her. Uh, yeah, Walker, like, both running backs in this game. Like, this this is another game stack for me, like, with Herbert and then any two of Everett, Eckler, Williams. Which I think doing Everett, Eckler would be super unique and they're running it back with Walker. I kind of like doing that. Well, I guess I, well, like I guess that. walking it back with Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Walk it back. Um, I will say, though, keep an eye on Tyler Lockett. He didn't practice Thursday with a hammy. Uh, now, here's another thing. J.C. Jackson's been trash because... Uh, how how vindicating that, is that? <laughs> so fucking vindicating. She's like, this dude is only good because he's in New England and he holds on every fucking play. He goes to a new scheme and he's not that good. So, I... If Lockett's not in, man... Um, I'm just saying, DK might have another good week. Yeah, he'd probably be good anyway. Honestly, like if you want to like go big game stack, doing the like Herbert, Eckler, Everett, Walker, DK, like that could be effective. It's a lot, but it might work. I like this one because it's a fairly high total. I'm calling 28-24 right now, and that's kind of the floor. Um, and that puts it at 52, just over. It could go even higher. But realistically speaking, what I like about this game is that I think the touchdowns are going to go to the guys, like, to a very concentrated group of guys. So, like, Walker and DK, and uh, Gino is probably all right, too, as a stream. And then you've got Herbert tossing them to Everett and Mike Williams with Eckler there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, especially, again, like, given the injuries on potentially both sides here, yeah. Yep. Some juicy fantasy game. Yeah, I'll take the over as well here. Lastly, we've got these two uh, primetime games, which we can probably get through pretty quickly because they're kind of straightforward. Uh, we got Pittsburgh at Miami on Sunday night. I've got Miami because it looks like two is going to be back. Yep. But please don't get hurt again, too. If these Steelers don't hurt him. Yeah, I need him to play all four quarters, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. If two is back and plays all four, like I'm, I'm definitely taking Miami. We do know Pittsburgh's you know, prone to that blown coverage play and unfortunately for them Miami can do that with a lot of different people yeah I love Tyreek this week yeah he's it, he's it gonna fucking smash week. yeah Waddle might have to go up against Minka which is tough yeah I was looking to see about Waddle looks like he practiced Thursday he was kind of banged up but yeah they should both be fine but for me like this this screams like Tyreek broken coverage game yeah uh, I don't think Miami's gonna try to run no, so this game is going to be like all passing. That's what that was kind of one of my yeah. things I noticed was, uh, so Pittsburgh actually has the best pressure matchup, the best pressure matchup this week. Oddly enough, they've been pass blocking a lot better than expected, and like having some quarterback mobility kind of helps too. Um, but, but Miami's been getting terrible pressure. They've they started blitzing less too, um, and then like Miami on the other side, like neither the like but the Pittsburgh has the worst run matchup. Miami has the fourth worst. Like, they're not going to be able to run, like you said, so I don't think they're going to try to run. And this right. this game could, like, I think everyone is going to assume this is gross, but I think it has a pretty good chance to actually kind of shoot out. Oh, I do too. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is a gross game at, by any stretch. And here's the thing. I actually like Najee this week. 
Ah. Not PPR wise. Back. <laughs> as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Dolphins, that I, they're they're kind of susceptible to pass catching running backs. Uh, their their linebacking core is just not the best for that. Like Melvin Ingram is one of their linebackers. He's great, but he is more of a rusher. Um, I don't really expect him to be able to tackle Najee in open space or you know get there. But I uh, so I ultimately. Give me Najee on receptions and getting some yak. Um, I think it's time for Najee to put some things together just in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to say, I I like Pickett as a super cheap stream option. If yeah, same. He's going to have to throw a lot. Yeah, and like the obviously the Dolphins' best strength is their secondary, but these Pittsburgh weapons are dangerous and Pickett doesn't have to make a whole lot of you know super crazy throws to get these guys open because they're gonna get open themselves yeah and Muth will be back so Muth, which is huge like you said against this good secondary so yeah I think this will be a pretty good game like we finally get some good primetime games although maybe not speaking too soon because next up we've got Chicago at New England and this can be almost instant we have New England we have this going under is there anyone besides Ramondre you want to play in this game or the New England defense? Nope. Not not even <laughs> This game's disgusting. I want the New England defense, and I want their kicker. I want Nick Folk at home, uh, and I don't want any Bears at all. Yeah. Make sure to watch. Although I think Damian Harris will be back, though, by the way. It's like they're probably both in play. He was a full participant. Um, I think Ramondre will get more work. And then – one Patriot to keep an eye on is Taquan Thornton. We mentioned him last week. He got a lot of work. They're getting him heavily, quickly involved because he might quickly and quickly be their best receiver aside from like Jacoby Myers. So he got up to fifty-seven percent this past week. I expect him to get to like seventy percent this week. So he is a a possible option. But this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this a prime time? Why are the Bears a prime time so fucking much? I know, and I'm calling this like 19 to 7, so I am taking the under. Oh, I am. It's 40, but I'm taking the under for sure. Yeah, and I'm taking the New England spread. Minus 8's tough, but I think we joked about like 6 to 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're at home. (laughs) The Bears are the Bears. They have no weapons. The Bears. The only hope is Fields going crazy on the ground. Which is possible because it's Belichick, but if he, like, he's. I don't want him to really throw it. He, he's gonna he's gonna lead the Bears in rushing this week. I bet. Yeah, most likely. That's a weird prop, but if you can take that, do it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't don't do it. It's this game sucks. Don't bet on this game. Right. <laughs> just the under. And, yeah, unless you're gonna do the under. Yeah, and New England <laughs> or the defense or the Nick Folk. Exactly. Nick Folk is probably if you're doing like a showdown lineup with that one, probably go Nick Folk and Patriots defense. Oh yeah, I'm ready for Superjet to put out the the multipliers. If Nick Folk is like 1.9, got fucking Nick Folk super captain. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that'll wrap it up for this week. We put a nice little disgusting bow on top. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. You can find us online at mozzythemuscle.com where we're always writing about football. Um, and you can find us on TikTok and Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. So thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next week.